River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Niner Nuts. I am Dan, along here with James. James, say hello. What's up, everybody? As we mentioned in our last episode, the schedule came out last week. Lots and lots of things to break down and talk about league-wide, but of course, we are a Niners podcast, and we brought on superfan Eric to talk to us in this conversation that's going to expand every one of the three episodes this week. Eric, say hello. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for having me on. Yes, and thank you for joining thank uh, you, in our in our last episode, we did kind of a general overview of just our impression of the schedule here in this second part of this ongoing conversation or extended podcast, let's say. Uh, there's one particular game that really caught our attention, and as longtime Niner fans know, uh, it's Philly. They put it in week 13. It's at 4.30 on Fox with Kevin and Greg. It's going to get a lot of eyes. It's not a primetime game, but... As we teased in our last episode, there is a possibility, at least in theory, it could go into prime time. But all that aside, just let's hone in on this some more. Um, obviously, James, you are a resident Eagles fan, along with being a Niners fan. I know there's no chance of me to flip that, but hopefully I can split your heart evenly in half as we go into year two of this pod. Uh, just guys, I guess I'll open the floor. Um, well, I'm... I- or James, yeah, you take the you you so, open your thoughts on this. So first of all, I before I say what I'm about to say, Dan, I love you. You're one of my best friends. I do sincerely hope that one day you get to see the Niners climb to the top of the mountain for the first time in your life to watch them win a Super Bowl. I love thank, you. Thank you. I, I love you too. I do sincerely hope that that happens for you. Your, your wedding po- your wedding invite is still in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> the next point I would like to say is I'm going to earmuff this whole freaking episode. So if you don't okay. know what earmuffs is, if you don't listen to the show regularly, you don't know what earmuffs is. Basically, if you are listening with children right now, either cover their ears, turn it off, or listen at an undisclosed location where children aren't going to be whole episode. I'll put the ready. I'll I'll put the ready on this episode because I have to add that manually. I'll make sure that's on this one. Okay. So now that we got that out of the way, love you, Dan. But Kyle and Debo need to shut the fuck up. Like they just, they just need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like you want all your guys for week thirteen? Don't block them with a backup tight end. Don't use a backup <laughs> tight end to guard one of the best defensive players in the league. Debo saying we played with 10 guys. Okay, I saw 11 and 11 out there. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We were the better roster, hands down. That was that was definitely a dig on Josh Johnson there. <laughs> we, were, we were the better team. We were. You're acting like as if they're acting as if the Eagles are some inferior team that the Niners would have somehow destroyed us if Brock Purdy's elbow didn't give out. Are you serious? Look up and down the roster again, Debo. Tell me. A.J. Brown's a better wide receiver than you. Devontae Smith is a better wide receiver than Brandon Ayuk. Jalen Hurts was in the MVP conversation. 
I mean, yeah, Chris McCaffrey is better than Miles Sanders. Trent Williams is better than Jordan Malata, but our offensive line is better than you. They were all pro bowlers, our pro bowl alternates. Our defensive line was better. Nick Bosa, Hassan Reddick, you look at the stats, essentially the same player. You got Javon Hargrave from us. From us. Your defensive line got better because you stole one of our guys who had 10-plus sacks that season. Oh, guess what? Brandon Graham had 10-plus sacks. Josh Sweat had 10-plus sacks. Hassan Reddick had 10-plus sacks. We had four guys. We nearly broke the freaking sack record held by arguably one of the greatest defenses ever to play the game in the 85 Bears. Everybody thought there would never be a defense like that, the 85 Bears, to put up sack numbers like that. Oh, well, here come the 2022 Eagles to say, hey, look at us. So I'm sorry, Debo. I'm sorry, Kyle. We were the better roster. We have a better GM who can build a roster, who can put players in on a roster for you to have fun with and do whatever you want, mix match and everything. I'm sorry. The Eagles are a better organization from the top down. Ooh. Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts. From the top down, the Eagles are just a better organization. And I'm sorry. You're going to lose week 13. I'm sorry. Because you're, you're marking this on your freaking calendar because you're so fucking upset that you played with 10 guys. The Eagles, you know what the Eagles are saying? Bring it. Because all that shit you're talking, that's going up on the wall. It's going up on the wall. They're pinning it up on the bulletin board, and they're going to kick your fucking ass. There. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, bringing it heat fast <laughs> and early, dude. Woo. I, wow. Stephen I, A. Smith's got nothing on you, Jay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stephen would be proud. <laughs> oh, my God. That was... Yeah. I thought Rich Eisen was stoked about Aaron Rodgers joining the Jets. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't even know where to start on that. I will take most umbrage with John Lynch. Um, <laughs> do not drag him into this. He was just the executive, sir. <laughs> but no, I... Oh, my God. It's... It really was... That's what makes me so mad that we didn't get a whole four quarters. Because if we did, this would be such a different conversation. I agree in spirit that... I... Because I, I swear I said it on the podcast. Oh, we're going to regret signing Josh Johnson. Maybe not those words, but... I remember going on the pod and like, okay, like we lucked out with Jimmy working his contract out. We really lucked out with Brock Purdy being a first round talent, think, literally in the last pick. You think you lucked out with Mr. Relevant? Like, obviously the floor was going to fall out somewhere. And I remember seeing Josh's name before, and I've seen him play before, and I knew right then, oh my God, if we have to break this emergency glass, we are losing that game, whatever game that is. And it sucks it was the NFC Championship game, and it sucks that it was, like, six plays into the NFC Championship or wherever in the second series. Because that makes me—I wish we could have a conversation of just how competitive it was. Outside of Christian McCaffrey, he played his heart out, and I felt the worst for him. Because that was the closest he's gotten to a Super Bowl yet. All the Almost all the rest of the guys on our roster did get to a Super Bowl in 2019. But, oh my gosh, I'm— 
I'm, I appreciate your passion for the Eagles. I feel that same way about John and Kyle. I think it's really amazing that we're kind of kissing cousins in the same way. We both have a top five head coach, top five GM. But no, yeah, you no, did. No. You we, did beat uh, us. We have, we have the best GM. We have the best. The best GM. The best. He won, he won NFL Executive of the Year last year. Who's won it twice? How many of John won? Like he's he, the, he he got his he got his trophy. I'm just I'm saying his tro- his trophy's just as shiny as the one he got last year. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying like he is a better GM. John he, has not failed and then revived his career without getting fired in the middle. I will give Howie Roseman that. Well, and let's look at let's look at just this last year. He built that roster, ended up in the Super Bowl. And guess what? He got the best player in this year's draft. Like, that's magician-like. And he, and he had a second pick with him. He had a second number one pick with him. Like, how how does that even happen? How many times has the Super Bowl runner-up gotten the best player in the draft? Like, that's, that's where I say Howie is better than John. Because John, as much as he can build a roster his assets are still he's still picking in the third round with his first pick you know Howie turns I mean he's turning shit into gold he turned Carson Wentz into a first round pick you know he did I mean, he did he did pull uh, now now my now my hometown is getting dragged into this <laughs> <laughs> Like God, he, it, God, I, I turned, can't defend Indianapolis in that one. No, <laughs> like he turned Carson Wentz into a first round pick, and then I'm trying to think how he got the one, the other one that year. Oh, the Dolphins. Like so in 2020. Oh, and part of that was one of the branches of the that was one of the many branches of that Trey Lance trade tree. <laughs> yeah. So in 2020, the Eagles had the had one of the worst seasons in franchise history. They tank. In um, the Commanders game, right? They tank in the Commanders game. Everybody's like, "Why are they tanking? Why are they tanking?" They, they were gonna go. They go from nine to six. Well, guess what? Miami wanted Jalen Waddle, so they traded up to six and gave the Eagles a future first, for, so the Eagles could come back to twelve. And then what did the Eagles do? They just got an extra first round pick. They made like a quick swap with the Cowboys and got Devonte Smith, the guy that everybody thought that they were gonna get at six. So, like, Howie is just better at wheeling and dealing. Like, he just is. He can, he, he, he's able, he's going to figure out a way to sustain this. What happened from 2017 to 2020, you know, that fall was he learned from his mistakes and he's resurrected his career and he's come back with a vengeance, you know. He has, and John hasn't had to do that. But luckily, as much as as talented as how he is at turning draft day into forty chess, I I just I don't know. I'm very glad that John and Kyle know how to literally make the absolute most out of any pick that's past the first round because we are kind of hit and miss in the first round. But Devo, second rounder, Fred Warner, third rounder, George Kittle, fifth rounder, Dre Greenlaw, fifth rounder. The list could go on and on. Eric, please join in with me. Let's let's defend this franchise. Like, what? Why can, really, why can we really, still pull really, this is off? That, is it that impressive? 
Because guess what? You look at the average draft position at all those positions, and they're just picking wherever where everybody's hitting. You know, that's where that's where normally those positions go. You know, and the Eagles, the Eagles are using top picks to get top talent. Like they, we literally in the twenty twenty two, no, the, yeah, the twenty twenty two draft. You know, we got no, it wasn't twenty twenty. It was twenty twenty one. We got Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson. Two guys that are basically now pretty much at the top of their league at their position in two years. You know, Landon Dickerson is one of the best guards in the league. That's why he was in the Pro Bowl last year. And Devontae Smith, he would be a number one wide receiver on just about any other team than the Eagles. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I think to a, to a degree, I think we're kind of splitting hairs, if I'm being honest. Um, I mean, I don't think either of our franchises get to the point of where we are right now. James, your Eagles franchise, Dan, you and I, as far as Niners fans go, I think our franchise, I don't think e- either of the franchises get there with, you know, poor leadership, poor executives, you know, poor management, poor coaching, any of that. I mean, I think that speaks to kind of the strength of, of both franchises, really. Um, you know, if you want to say the Eagles are in a better position and have made some better picks, I mean, you can take that position if you want. I think there is something to be said for picking and choosing the right guys in those later rounds because a lot of those late round guys don't ever make rosters or end up being just kind of scrubs that don't really contribute. And we've legitimately picked some some genuine superstars in those later rounds. But there's something for hitting on those first round guys too. So I I, I think both franchises are you know if you if you go back to to use another Niners analogy, right? You know, the Cowboys and the Niners back in the, you know, the the early 90s and stuff like that. I mean, those were the two preeminent franchises. I mean, that was it. You know, those were the two franchises. They were the best managed, the best run, the best coach, the best whatever franchises. And it's possible that we're in that sort of same situation right now with the Eagles and the Niners, where it's just two really great franchises who have done all the right moves kind of battling here for sort of this, you know, season of supremacy, I guess. Well, and that's why I take such issue with Kyle and Debo coming out like this, acting as if, like, the Eagles aren't somehow a good team that they would have just wiped the floor with us. Like, that's that's the reason why they, they lost, because basically Kyle doesn't know how to set up a block to block Hassan Reddick, and they're saying, like, oh, if, if I wouldn't have done that, then we would have definitely won the game. And... I'm sorry. We had the better roster. We had better players. We were a better team. And I will defend the fluke. I will defend the flukiness of that. I will defend the flukiness of that play because we had all the injuries were very fluky this year. I don't know how you can defend the flukiness. I think the bigger blame is that we thought of all the quarterbacks that were out there. We thought Josh Johnson was the best one who played (laughs) worse than your who played worse than every rookie that had touched the ball for even one snap this season. Why Josh Johnson is still in the league baffles my mind, and I'm not trying to say this strictly because he cost us a trip to the Super Bowl. That is pretty annoying in my mind, but it's amazing to me that he's not a Josh McCowan kind of coach right now, because if he's so... It's amazing to me that he clearly is so smart that he's managed to be in the league and he knows his stuff, but he can't show his stuff. So I don't know why... I don't know why if this puts if this puts your GM above our GM because we drafted Solomon Thomas and we signed Josh Johnson and we our medical team completely missed how bad D Ford's neck was when we signed him to a massive like fifty million dollar contract. Like just every now and then we'll have like four pro bowl four pro bowlers 
and then a dud. And Josh Johnson was a fucking dud, and I'm so <laughs> mad we signed him. And you know what I saw? You know what I saw on Twitter the other day? Do you know who's available? Uh, not Ben DiNucci. He just signed with Denver. Uh, who else is who is available? EJ Perry. Oh, what Jacksonville let him go. Jacksonville let him go. Yep. Ah. <laughs> oh man, there you go. We yeah. could have taken him off their practice squad. I would. I would much rather have had another project rookie that was undrafted, not just the last pick. I would have taken him over fucking Josh Johnson because we yeah. knew what Josh was, or we which should was, have, which was really really bad. Oh, horrendous. Uh, you know, James, to, to be fair and to, to to try to put perspective on things, I mean, I think that you're right in the sense that, I, you know, it's it's unfair. And, I mean, I get it, right? I mean, if I was a 49ers player, I would think the same thing, right? I would want to have – I would want to be cocky. I would want to have that confidence in myself. I would want to truly believe that we were going to have won that game, right? I mean, if you don't – if you don't feel that way, then you're probably not going to be a very successful NFL player in the first place. Right. So I, I kind of expect that, that, you know, that bragging sort of style a little bit there. Um, you know, would the Niners have easily won that game? Would they have just walked all over the Eagles? I don't believe that at all. I mean, your team is clearly very, very good. The Eagles have a very good roster. I think it would have been, a, I think it would have been one of those games that we look back on and we were like, Oh my gosh, you know, that was just, you know, an epic matchup and just something that, you know, was amazing to watch and see because it probably came down to a, a number of really big plays and really important plays and big calls and huge moments from a couple of people on both sides. And, you know, one team would have won, one team would have lost. Would the 49ers have won? It's possible. Could the Eagles have won? Of course. I don't really think it's, I don't really, I don't, I, I, I love the Niners. I bleed Niners, right? Bleed Niners. But I can't sit here and say, oh, yeah, for sure, we would have definitely won that game. I can't sit here and say that and be and be honest. I mean, that's just that's and not it, true. But we will never know. And that's the problem. And that, <laughs> but I get what you're saying, Eric, because I thought about that, too, because like Debo is just trying to be like, we definitely would have won that game because, you know, he doesn't want to say like. You know, yeah, I mean, he can't come out and be like, but yeah, guys, I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, the, the <laughs> attitude in which that is said is like it was almost like so obvious. Like he's saying it's it's almost like he's saying it's so obvious that they were the better team than the Eagles. And that's not the case. Like even after the game, they were disrespecting Jalen Hurts by saying, oh, if you make Jalen Hurts into a passer, like he can't he's you're go, you're going to have a better chance to win. Yeah. And he went and threw for 300 yards in the freaking Super Bowl and accounted for four touchdowns and rushed for another 70. He played his ass off in the Super Bowl. And I tell you, no Eagles fan is really blaming Jalen Hurts for that loss in the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you on that. Like I said, I mean, the you know, Debo's in a Debo's in a catch 22 situation in that scenario. Right. He can't come out and be like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they would have just kicked our ass no matter what we done. We never had a chance. You know, he can't come out and say he that. He can't come say that, but he can at least say, yeah, you know, we didn't have our players and the Eagles were a good team. I just I just wish we had I just wish we would have had 10 players so we could have given them a fight. Not yeah. this like easy walk all over the Eagles like the the 49ers players are making it seem. Yeah. And that's no. what bothers me. If you were a fan and Eric, you were if you were saying that to me, I would understand cuz you're a fan. Yeah. Right? You're a fan. That's the way fans are, right? The yeah. fans are like, 
no, we would definitely kick your fucking ass. You know, like like a fan. That's the way fans are. But this is this is a football player. This is a guy like talking trash on the Eagles because he thinks the 49ers were so much better than him. And he, you know, like, no, that I find it disrespectful. And go ahead and circle it on the calendar because I guarantee you're going to fucking lose again because the Eagles are putting it on the bulletin board. And they're sitting yeah. there saying, they're sitting there saying, like, keep saying that shit, keep saying that shit, keep saying that shit. Because you haven't heard any word from the Eagles about, you know, whatever. Like, they just, they take it, they're putting it on the bulletin board, and week 13, they're circling it too. And they're going to say, bring it. And I guarantee you, they're going to fucking win. It's going to be in Philly. The crowd is going to be hostile. Like I wish Are I was. You guys there. Gonna throw batteries like you used to do. Bring <laughs> <laughs> up ancient history because it may just repeat itself. <laughs> it's gonna. It's I see. I I got the sense that the stage was not too big for Purdy. Purdy was put on some pretty big stages, and yeah. now going into year two, I'm not worried about the crowd noise. I'm not worried. I'm worried strictly about your roster because that noise doesn't bother bother Purdy. I didn't see him. I only saw him actually crack a little bit. When he was at home playing Seattle in the wild card game, because we were very bad in that first half of the game, but you know what? We took a breath, drank some Gatorade, and we had, and we went out there, and we we did have to get a little bit of luck on that fumble. But after that, oh my God, it just we just went rolling. And then Dallas, we didn't crack against Dallas. We had to really, really play them, but I didn't see an ounce of crack uh, coming out of Purdy in that game, and I didn't during those first two series against Philly. So I think Purdy, as much as anybody else, obviously Kyle has plenty of monkeys on his back. He's he's probably itching for this game really bad, too, because he's tired of getting embarrassed in these big moments, losing in Super Bowl 51, losing Super Bowl 54, losing two of the both of the last NFC championship games, even though this this one really I I don't personally believe was his fault. I just I will I will defend it was a fluky bad. It was a it was a bad play for the tight end and just get hit like that a million times on your blind side, you're not going to blow out your elbow every other time you're not. But yeah, but yeah, every, everybody's we're, we got a chip on our shoulder now and hopefully, I don't know. I think, I think that chip's going to play us play well for us. And we're going to be a, finally having that competitive game that we should have back in fucking January. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Seattle ain't Philly. Dallas ain't Philly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it, they're not. They're just not. And I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna oh, tell I, you why. We are. Yeah. Yeah. You've never been to an Eagles game, right? No. You've never been true. to like a financial game for for a game. When I tell you, the fans are just different. They are. Like, there there was one time, Eli Manning was asked what it was like to play in Philadelphia. You know what he said. You, well, I, I remember you told me before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hard to play there when you got a ten-year-old flipping you off and saying stuff about your mom. <laughs> like, like that's like they just say stuff. There was there was a Redskins player. The Redskins players were praying in the end zone before the game. God's not gonna help you today. That's what <laughs> Eagles fans say. Like Eric, they, do you remember the video that went viral before our NFC Championship game? Uh, uh, Bosa's brother went to the game, and somebody yeah. recorded him getting harassed by an Eagles fan. Yeah. And he totally broke. He totally broke him. Like the yep. Eagles fan just got to him. Like, 
And the more that he played into it, the more the fan went at him. Like, it's, we don't, it's just, Philly is a different place. It's not like any other place. There was a game uh, two years ago where Derek Barnett barely touched a guy, right? He barely touches a guy, and he gets a personal foul call. And then, of course, the dumb thing is the TV producer went to the crowd, (laughs) and this lady from Delco was like, that was fucking bullshit. (laughs) You know what she does in her spare time? She teaches catechism classes for the Catholic Church. Oh, for real? Yes, she's a catechism (laughs) teacher. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes, so, like, everything goes out the window in Philly. Like, it's just a different place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've heard from you, and I've seen it's always, obviously, it's always sunny as a TV show, but, like, I, you and multiple people have told me that Philly, just on a normal day, um, if you hold the door open, or if someone holds the door open for you and you don't say thank you, yeah, you're risking getting a finger pointed at your chest. Like, (laughs) the double bird was invented in Philadelphia. Like, (laughs) it was. Oh, my God. That's so so funny. I'm so, I'm so freaking excited for this game now like i'm yeah. even so we're gonna have to come up to with say? a bet we're gonna have to come up with a bet again. yeah we do need one we do need one i think you know james i think some of the the way that you were feeling there i think some of that disrespect that you were feeling i think i think fans like dan and myself felt a little bit of that after the game because after that game there was just a lot of a lot of emotion coming from some of the Eagles players and a lot of talk from a lot of the sports casters around the world and stuff like that that you know the Eagles had just stomped all over the Niners and blah 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 and Yes, in that game, you did beat them very handedly. But, you know, to the Niners' credit, I mean, they did play like 66% of that game with no quarterback that could throw the ball, right? Oh, I and mean, the, the just... defensive discipline went out the window in the second half. There were so many penalties. You could tell Greenlaw was getting very emotional. It was Our defense just got exhausted. They were the only players playing in the second half. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to figure. I mean, they're going out for what amounts to – they're coming off the field for what amounts to about three minutes and 50 seconds and having to go right back on every time because it was run, 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 punt. I mean, so, you know, I think a lot of Niners fans kind of feel some way um, about that because of the way that it was sort of talked about and handled after the game like and that. And that you're, you're, you're fans. Like, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I expect that from fans. Yeah. I don't expect this. I don't expect, like, this kind of whining. What are we? We're in May. We're in May, and he's still fucking whining about it. Oh, like, he's mad. He's like, mad. Yeah, be mad. Be mad. Bring it. Week 13. You know what? I think this has all the makings of one of those classic um, Steelers and Ravens games from back in kind of like the early 2000s, where those two teams would just get together, and they were just trying to take each other's heads off, and it was just literal smash mouth football. And I think that's really what we could end up seeing in this week 13 matchup this go around. Well, I, oh, I, I mean, I, I really hope it's that I, I'm, I'm gonna, glad I'm you gonna... still feel pain because I stopped feeling pain after two Super Bowl losses. <laughs> <laughs> no, you want, you want pain. Imagine, imagine candlestick park getting closed out with a pick six from Navarro Bowman. Not not even Navarro Bowman. Think of a think of a a Fran, an expansion team that never got to the Super Bowl. Houston. Think about that. 
Yeah. Like the, yeah, like the Houston Texans <laughs> running a pick six to close out Candlestick Park in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Don't talk to me about pain. Don't talk to me about that. <laughs> like yeah. the vet where I grew up. I grew up at the vet. Yeah. I, was... dude, I watched Rondé Barber take a pick six to close out the NFC Championship game. Like it was just so that's, – that's the kind of hurt that I've gone through. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. you, know, I, you know what? My biggest, my biggest hope for that game is that both teams come in with as healthy of rosters as you could possibly have by the time week 13 rolls around. You know, I don't want us to be missing Trent or something like that or you guys to be missing, you know, one of your receivers. Maybe A.J. Brown is out or something like that. I don't want – you know, I want both teams to come in. I don't in. want any of that either. Yeah, I want both. Kittle Kittle's only hurt in September, so we should be good there. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't want. I don't want any of that either. I don't yeah, want any I'm, of the either. I. I don't. You know, yeah. but because that, that's going to be unfortunate either way, right? You know, you don't. You don't want to have this rematch. I mean, as much as you guys want to, as much as you as an Eagles fan want the team to win, I think you would get more joy as an Eagles fan switch slash Niners fan. I think you would get more joy of beating a complete Niners team again. Versus, you know, maybe I think you, I think you I think you underestimate how much I like it when the Eagles take somebody out. <laughs> like, like, like if it happens during the game, I'm not going to be sympathetic. Oh yeah, no, no, no. That's yeah. I just want both teams to. If it happens during the game, it happens during the game. That's you know, like I said, I think we're going to get a head smash. You know, you know, whopper of a game back as those old Ravens and Steelers games where they used to just try to kill each other on the field. I think it's going to be real similar to that. So if guys get hurt in the game, guys get hurt in the game. I don't want anybody to get hurt, but it happens. But I just want both teams to come in healthy. I don't want us missing some key players, and then, you know, you guys beat us again. And I don't want you guys missing key players, and, you know, we win because then it's the same scenario all over again. You know, like, you know, oh, well, we beat you, but, well, your team wasn't, you know, fully stocked, so, you know, did we really beat you? So um, it'd be great in my mind if this somehow turned into kind of that, that next big, you know, like I was talking earlier, you know, Cowboys and, and Niners back in the 90s. Well, man, honestly, it, would be, it would be tons of fun if this became another big rivalry like that. Because really, honest, honestly, Cowboys-Niners is kind of meh. Cowboys-Niners is meh. Cowboys-Niners is one-sided, and it's the Niners. Like, yeah. that's – it's the, right now. Dak Prescott is still not getting out of the second round as long as Mike McCarthy is his coach. Now, I know they got a new OC, but Mike McCarthy isn't – you know, he's not a good coach. And, no. you know, he's He'll not. He'll cowboy away the game. <laughs> cowboy away the game. Packer away the game. What, I mean, yeah. he I'll, just. I'll still, I'll, I'll volunteer to be the one that still will get a little nervous. Like, yes, Mike McCarthy's a terrible coach, but I will never, I will never take for granted that we've beaten Dallas as many times as we have. Because you watch, it's not going to be the Rams. They are better than the Rams. I, I, will, say, <laughs> I will say this. The Eagles have trouble with that. The Eagles do have trouble with that. They just do. They, for some reason, Dak can beat the Eagles, but okay, whatever. We got, we, yeah, every team has a still, tonight. There's still, I mean, we still have more players on our team that have a Super Bowl ring than theirs, I think. Like, I don't think they have anybody on their team that has a Super Bowl ring. Uh, yeah. Maybe Stefan Gilmore. Don't they have Stefan Gilmore, though, though, don't they? I Gilmore's think so. got, Gilmore went to the Cowboys, yeah. So he's got a Super Bowl ring, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, with uh, the Patriots, Patriots in 53, I think it was. Yeah, so he's got a Super Bowl ring, but Dak don't, you know? And 
big sick, big sick Nick Scotland. So Eagles Cowboys thing though, I mean that's kind of like you know when we've had you know the Cardinals have for stupidly been a curse for the 49ers for the last number of seasons, right? Just like every season. we I mean, we lost a game to fucking Colt McCoy last year. I mean, that was just absurd, right? So, I mean, it's like the the Eagles and the Cowboys is just kind of your thing, you know? That's that's your that's your intense rivalry, and, and that's always going to be a tough matchup no matter what happens for you guys for whatever strange reason. But I think that this Niners-Eagles thing could end up being one of those things where – we're meeting at in the NFC for, Championship game every year. Yeah, yeah back yeah. in the day, for, that was happening. This, yeah, at least for this year, and then potentially one more, because after next year, after the 2024 season, the Niners fall into cap hell, and our roster is not going to look like what it does now. Oh, but, did you, uh, did, for, just, just another argument for Howie Wozzie being a better GM. <laughs> Have you heard the cap hits for Jalen Hurts's 200 250 million dollar contract have you seen that i have it's like six million six million and then like six thousand million dollars six thirteen twenty one thirty three over the next four years but what but then in year five am i right it's like 18 bajillion dollars but you know what's gonna happen they're gonna restructure that that's that's an extension year yeah oh so they're gonna they're gonna give them all that money up how he's brilliant. That's what I, I love. I love that under 20, under 20, under 20, 50, 80 bajillion. <laughs> yeah. It's God, I, I don't want to. It's like that freaking Rogers is owed like a hundred million dollars by the Jets next year. It's just insane. Oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, Russell Wilson. Same thing. Russell Wilson was owed like freaking 60 million uh, in 25 or something yeah. like that. Like it's, who knows? Uh, it's who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe 30 years from now, we'll be talking about Jalen Hurts day, like Bobby Bonilla day. You know, like, yes. <laughs> but I think that would be a, that would be amazing. That would make me laugh so hard to be honest with you. Yeah. That would be <laughs> oh, that'd but be yeah, amazing. He just gets paid by the Eagles from now until like 2052. <laughs> I'll that, take it for a couple of Super Bowl rings. Whatever. That's yeah, a, well, of course. I, you know, I mean, you guys know I'm all on board with mortgaging what you have now to get Super Bowl rings while your window is open because the window closes so soon. The only team. The only team in the last like 30 years that's had any continued sustainable success was the Patriots. That's it. Everybody else sort of like rose up, came down, rose up, fall down, you know, appeared, disappeared across that whole span. And that was only because they had the greatest quarterback of all time. No offense. I love Joe Montana. He's the best, my favorite player of all time. But Brady is better. Uh, you know, I mean. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Okay. We're already a little bit over time. I. That's another episode. That's oh my god! That was we're at time. I was already gonna. I was already gonna say I need another hour to explain how much I despise the Cardinals because of those random losses we had to them. Now we're going opening a whole nother can of worms. Yeah, we're we're already at we're already at thirty some odd minutes. So oh we're gonna god. have to save that conversation for another time. Maybe we get you back on in June and we just hash that out too. That'll because be that'll be fun. We make so, yeah, that an I, annual I tradition. We'll make it an annual tradition to rewatch that five-part Joe Montana documentary every single year on Peacock. <laughs> so good. So good. But I do like your idea, James, of having some sort of bet for uh, for the game. We'll have to wait till it gets a little closer to week 13 so we can make sure that everything is, you know, well, lined up and everything. But we have should you, have something. Have, no, wait. Let me pull up my Skype so you can, you can see the spoils. Hold on. 
So can you see that picture of Nick Foles in the background? Yeah. Passion Philly special? Yeah. <laughs> That's the spoils of the NFC championship game that I received. So yeah, that that picture was on my dime, went to Florida. Yep, that was that was the bet. <laughs> We went we went cheaper than a hat because a hat's usually like thirty to forty dollars, and a photo was not a bad consolation because I we got into getting the photos like uh, I can. Well, if I don't drop it and break it. Um. <laughs> I mean, if you want, and if you want to do, if you want to do, if you want to put up Dwight Clark's the catch again versus Zach Ertz's touchdown in the Super Bowl. Here we go, listeners. It did not break. It's my picture of oh, Eric stepped away. It's my picture of uh, Robbie Gould kicking that game winner. Yeah, and after he said what he said, I'm I'm glad he's not on the team anymore. And I yeah. just like for him. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Here you go, Eric. Can you see that? I can. I can. Look here for you guys right here. Woo! The catch. Beautiful. The catch. Yeah. No, that will that will still be on the docket. I if we do. So if like, we agree so to yeah, like again. if we if we want to do picture bets, like <laughs> I found out that you can buy Zach Urch's stretching out touchdown in super bowl 52 <laughs> okay you can, buy, you can buy that we could we could bet that i still want a picture of purdy like in midair with his arms like uh pumping down and him just like i i love that pose of him in midair just like screaming with his arms flexed i love that photo but well, uh, i mean yeah we could do a jalen hurts versus that photo that's not a bad one. I um, think, I, yeah, I think the the bet should be like, well, but see, you like the Niners too, so it doesn't really hurt you. I was gonna say like the bet should be like, if the Niners win, then you have to put up some sort of like Niners photo in, in your room. Dude, I got a I got a Joe Montana goat jersey. That's why I took offense to what you said. Like, I know, I know. <laughs> Look, there's a big Joe Montana jersey hanging on the window or on the wall behind me too, man. I got a helmet. I went to Vegas and had him sign a helmet, man. There's nobody that loves Montana more than me. Trust me. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, we got to We got to wrap this up. So. Yeah, we're we're pushing. Thank we're pushing you guys. a little bit. Yeah. No. Thank you, Eric, for joining us, listeners. We do have a part three to this conversation that's going to be dropping in your ears very, very, very soon. We have one more topic to cover, but not in this episode. James, let everybody know where they can reach out to us to give us their take on our Week 13 matchup. Guys, if you want to reach out to us, it's going to be at Niner Nuts on Twitter. 49ernuts at gmail.com. That's 49ernuts at gmail.com. And then at Ninernuts on Facebook. Uh, you can also check the descriptions in the show description um, with all our links and our Patreons. Uh, give us a five-star review, uh, auto-download, whatever you got to do to support us. Uh, we would really appreciate it, guys. Yes. And, uh, again, appreciate the patience. We're trying to couple new things here going into season two new show format and whatnot that's why we're coming into your ears a little bit more often than last year but uh it's all for you we love you guys thank you so much uh for joining us and uh we will hear you will hear us i'll get this new outro down eventually uh you'll hear us very very soon guys Oop, james did you have a outro oh, music River River Road, River Road, Justin Newth. Uh, we'll catch you later. River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long.